0: We begin with the letter A. A is for. M is for murder. E is for.
1: Danger. And, uh, starts with monster. Hell for love me and B, b b please help. Yeah.
2: If you sabotage this shit that I've been looking forward to doing for like literally a month, I'm not going to be real real happy about it. He has
0: been okay, looking for it.
1: Define, de, define on a scale of 1 to 10 how unhappy you
2: will be. I've already, I already have an idea of how this conversation is going to go. And I think it's going to make for a really entertaining episode. If instead you just try to rain on my parade, I don't know that that'll make for a
1: great episode. Oh, that's take away all my fun. Okay, I will, I will mist on your parade. How's that? What do, about, do whatever like,
2: you want to do. Do whatever light, you
1: want to do. A light snow, a, a light, light drizzle. drizzle.
2: We'll see. We'll see what happens. Welcome to another mind-expanding episode of the Is For Podcast. Tonight I will be leading the discussion. I am Monster. Joining me this evening are both of my lovely co-hosts. The
0: always magnificent Danger. Danger, say hello. Hello. Yes. I. I I'm not. Thank you for acknowledging that I am always magnificent. I don't feel like I get acknowledged that I am always enough. So I appreciate that. Thank just you. just take the damn compliment.
2: And also joining me, the vivacious, charismatic, hopefully not parade ruiner, Sarge. Say hello, Sarge. I make no promises for what's about to happen. Okay. Here's the thing. This is a very important subject with a lot of important details. Okay. The people need to hear this. Tonight, we are discussing the letter P, and P is for Project Pegasus. We will be discussing Andrew Bishago's time travel and teleportation stories. Now, have either one of you heard anything about this before?
0: Yes. I do know of uh, time travel, and I do know of the Marvel Project Pegasus. But oh God, no! Not, no. I, but I don't know about the Project Pegasus in which you speak. But no, Danger does know a lot about time travel.
2: If anyone would like to hear a lecture on time no. travel, please refer to Season One,
0: Letter B for Back to the Future. If you like, if you like to fall asleep while driving or doing any activity, then yes, enjoy that episode. Now, Sarge, you said you are
2: a
1: little more familiar with this. Yes, both Project Pegasus, as a matter of fact. Because you had the Project Pegasus with time travel, and then you have the Project Pegasus, which is the international investigative no. uh, espionage on journalists from various government agencies.
2: And I am not going to discuss that one bit. We are discussing the Project Pegasus involving Andrew Bishago yes. and his time travel and teleportation.
0: All right. Let's talk about Dr. Shivago and the time traveler's wife.
2: Oh, God.
0: Okay. Look. I'm putting my foot down right here, okay?
2: We are not going to belittle this man, all right? This uh, man is probably a crackpot, but that's not the point. point. The point right? is, this is this is a true story. You sent you me a picture of him, and he didn't look like a big feller, so to belittle an already little guy? He was seven when that picture was taken, but you were getting ahead of me. You're you guys-
1: not using the proper terminology. He was allegedly seven. seven.
2: <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. If we're gonna be spending all this time using that word allegedly, we're gonna be here all night, okay? Let's just let's just start it this way. Project Pegasus allegedly dot dot dot. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. So Project Pegasus is a program that was jointly ran by the CIA and DARPA between the years of nineteen sixty-two and nineteen seventy-two. It was based out in New Jersey. And the main person that's come forth to tell these stories about all this stuff is a guy by the name of Andrew Bashago. Now, his last name is spelled B-A-S-I-A-G-O. I've seen people pronounce it Basiago. I'm going with Bashago because he did an interview with Art Bell, who's pretty well known for this kind of paranormal time travel kind of stuff. He, he hosted uh, Coast to Coast AM for a long time. And he called him Andy Bashago the entire time, and he never once corrected him. So I'm going to go with Bashago, but, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Andrew Bashago claims that b- during this time frame, during Project Pegasus, he teleported and time-traveled several times. He entered the program in 1969 as a third grader at the age of seven. He was part of this group of gifted children that they used Because children could handle the effects of time travel and teleportation better than adults. Now, if this sounds strange that they would work on this kind of stuff using children, let's not forget some of the other things that we've already discussed on this show that the government has done with young people. For example,
1: Mind Control and MKUltra, which we did a, a whole thing on that as well. It actually makes sense that they would use kids for this because a kid's mind is a lot more pliable than an adult's mind. Like an adult Mm -hmm. will ask all sorts of stupid questions and try to do stupid things where you could take a kid, a seven year old kid and be like, look, if you run into yourself in the past, don't talk to yourself. Don't touch yourself. Don't do this. Don't interact with anything. If you need help, go see this person, et cetera, et cetera. And they'll follow the instructions.
2: And whether you're time traveling or teleporting or anything like that, telling a seven-year-old not to touch themselves is probably good advice just to begin with.
0: Whether you're teleporting, time traveling, or just staying at home for the weekend, don't touch yourself.
1: Or do, in the safety of your own home.
2: Oh, my Uh, God.
0: So, So what have we learned in this just little bit? Not only does uh, telling facts wrong make Monsters' Head explode, but not letting them continue on to talk about something also makes his head explode.
2: I am visibly moist and my (laughs) eyes have not stopped darting left to right. Okay. So uh, back to the point about being kids though, these weren't ordinary kids. Even as early as, as seven years old, Andrew Boshago was showing gifted abilities, including being able to levitate things and small mind control, mind manipulation skills. He was part of a a group of elite children that had these special abilities. Sarge, do not make that face, okay? This is serious. This is real. This is nothing to be mocked, okay? So
1: Charles Xavier was once seven in part of Project Pegasus. Uh,
2: he might have been. He might have been. Is that the Marvel Project
1: Pegasus? No. Okay. No.
2: All right. So I sent you guys an article earlier today. The whole reason this got started is because of something that happened in July of 1952. Nine extraterrestrial crafts flew over Washington, D.C. The crafts were clocked by Langley Air Force Base traveling 7,000 miles per hour. By earlier today, you mean an hour ago? That is earlier than today. Look, we are discussing (laughs) time travel, and you're going to get nitpicky about an hour? Yes, that was earlier today. They were clocked going 7,000 miles per hour, which was faster than any aircraft at the time could go. And this was actually reported on the cover of the Washington Post. I sent you guys the article just to show you that that is a true story. Whatever else we discuss tonight is quote-unquote allegedly, but that was on the cover of the Washington Post as an actual news.
1: The Washington Post is a pillar and beacon of truthful journalism. There are none of those left.
2: Compared to the shit that I am talking about tonight, yes, it is, it is, might as well be gospel. Okay. The whole reason that Andrew Bashago got into this was because his father had worked with Ralph Parsons, who had created the technology that was used to create Project Pegasus. He had worked in the Thomas A. Edison Research Laboratory. Uh, it was not quite as illustrious as it sounds, but it was kind of like a prestigious think tank. Um, Did Roger Parsons
0: have a son named Alan? Did he start the Alan Parsons project?
2: Look, look, if you're not going to take this seriously, I mean (laughs) no, he traveled back and no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Um, A lot of this technology came from Nikola Tesla and we'll get to him here in a minute because I I don't know if you guys know this story, and I didn't go into a big research into that, this particular piece, but essentially a lot of documentation from Nikola Tesla has gone missing over the years. Project Pegasus used some of those missing documents that that were later found that have not been released to the public, and that's where they got the technology to
0: actually do the, the teleporting and the time travel. I can I can I, tell you I, where those documents went. They went to where all of Nikola Tesla's uh, credibility went in history and just disappeared because the man hasn't gotten the credit he deserves. Just saying. They went to the
2: CIA
1: and DARPA to help create Project Pegasus. You keep saying That's the word DARPA. It. Yeah. For so, those people who do not know what DARPA means, what does DARPA mean, monster? It's an acronym. Well dopamine No uh, no 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 DARPA. What does DARPA mean? I don't know the
2: acronym off the top
1: of my head. Defense Agency Research Project. Uh I forget what the last A stands for. I think <laughs> that's what it is. Agency uh, No, I think it's the Defense Armed Research uh Project Agency.
0: So So Dharma, cool. So there's DARPA.
1: Dharma and Greg is
0: on. Yep, DARPA. Okay, so the portal they used was described as
2: being like a great big parentheses. It was about eight feet tall, and the sides were about 10 feet apart. It was hooked to a computer. Now, remember, this is in the 50s and 60s. It was basically, it looked like um, a wall plug, like a three-prong plug that you would plug into the wall for any normal outlet device today. But what it did was once inside, the machine created a vortal tunnel using radiant energy that could bend time and space. This technology was originally discovered by Nikola Tesla. What it did was it created a plasma confinement chamber that participants in the project would run to jump into. However, if you didn't jump in quickly, your body might start disassembling before entering the portal. Bashiago said one participant did not enter correctly, and when they came out on the other side, both of their legs were missing.
0: Oh. So, in you know, wherever they time-traveled to... Ah! We'll couldn't, get there. They could we'll get... walk
1: around. Their legs landed, but not their upper half. It, it was, the
2: way he described it was like, his body came, and his legs came, but not at the same time.
0: Okay, so I have to ask, and you may not know the answer to this, but I am quite curious. Was it like anybody standing on the other end of the portal just saw like legs shoot out and then he came out in like torso and it was like closed off at the bottom? Or was it just the legs and waist and then man or torso and arms?
2: I don't know that they really shoot out. I think it's more like they materialize in space wherever they are traveling to. But. That's only one of the types of traveling that they did, and we'll we'll get to that here in a second, because there was another type of jump that was more of like a hologram. This used something that they called the chronovisor. Follow me here. This is a quote. It would propagate a hologram that is so dense that it has the effect of lensing a non-local event into the laboratory. You follow that? Mm-hmm. The
1: danger looks physically distraught. <laughs> so I've seen this happen once before is when Talix came through the Stargate and ah. uh, the doctor was there. Yes.
2: Yes. Stargate. That's kind
1: of um, where my brain just went.
2: Yes. So for anybody <laughs> who's having a hard time visualizing what this looks like Stargate, if you've seen it, I honestly, I've never seen the show. I've only seen the movie. But if you've seen Stargate, that big circle portal where they would walk through, that's not a terrible representation of what we're, we're dealing with here. But basically what it would do is it would allow them to visit a place in the future or the past without having to physically manifest themselves in that time period. So, for example, he would be on a stage in New Jersey but would appear in a different place in time. He used this style of teleportation six or seven times to travel to Ford's Theater to try and see who shot Lincoln. Now, you guys brought this up earlier. He was never able to get a good look at the shooter because even though he was going to the right place at the right time, it was different timelines and universes. You know what that proves? That proves the multiverse. He even ran into himself during these trips but he he never really interacted with himself because you're not supposed to do that. But he even went as far back as a hundred thousand years ago and saw dinosaurs. Well, I mean, I watched Jurassic park.
0: There were dinosaurs there.
2: I love the fact that you're both speechless because this is, so, this is
0: exactly no. what I wanted. Okay. So um, <laughs> if he went back to, to see who shot Lincoln, Hmm. maybe he was not able to see because he was in the wrong booth you sir are not giving Bishago the respect he
2: deserves
0: I'm kidding he, d- he doesn't really deserve any I was gonna say like I mean w- what did this guy do that deserves okay. respect
2: what do you mean what did he do he time traveled and teleported and discovered all these great things that I'm getting ready to tell you about allegedly Allegedly. Yeah, there's that word again. Allegedly. (laughs) Before I go any further, let me say this. The one very compelling thing about this story, and and I am going to have fun with this, and this is going to be a fun episode when I get into what he actually says he saw and did. But the thing that makes this so cool is if you actually listen to him talk, he's given hundreds of interviews in all different kinds of capacities, his story never changes, and he speaks with such conviction and intelligence, it's kind of compelling. I'm not saying that I believe him, but I'm saying that it doesn't sound like a kook making it up as he goes. No, not at all.
1: Have you listened to him? I've listened to a lot of people who are liars in their lives, and they sound really convincing. You know the guy that had the Hellbop Comet cult?
0: You know, those people. The uh, Heaven's sure. Gate. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, that, that's the word. With, uh, it was a uh, bow and something. It was like, it was uh, not a couple, but it was a man and a woman. That I watched the whole documentary on it. It was, uh, it was, it was quite interesting. But go on. No, I'm
1: good. I'm just
0: saying.
1: Oh, yeah. No, like, okay. Of-
0: so, so, going with what you just talked about, there are lots of people who are like super convinced and talk without conviction about certain topics that they fully believe knowing that about him does not make me believe this more sure. than I did going into it. I would, I would highly recommend
2: And you can find this on YouTube. If this story, as we get into this, if people listening, find this interesting and want to know more, I would highly, highly recommend listening to his interview with art bell. I think it, it wasn't from coast to coast AM. I think it was called, um, across the desert i think was the name of the show at the time uh but it's about 2 hours long and it's an interview he did with art bell and to hear him talk i think it's really interesting again i'm not saying i believe everything he said i'm not but what i will say is he has a very compelling story at the very least it's
0: entertaining it's incredibly entertaining and we'll get we'll get there here in a second all right all right um you know, okay. I don't want to say I'm hanging on because I'm just sitting down. But, you know, we're we're here.
1: Oh, it's going to get good. I promise. So I'm hanging on to every word monster
0: saying. Oh, uh, I would prefer you, you put, put on me. your tinfoil hat again there, Sarge. The <laughs> one that was
1: too small. That's kind of like a Robin Hood hat. You know, I asked my son to bring me enough to make a hat via text message. And that's what he sends me. It, it It's enough to make a hat for a little
2: person. for a look, baby doll. It kind of looks more like a tinfoil codpiece. Well, Moving I mean. on. So Bishago's first, Bishago's first physical journey was to the capital of New Mexico. He didn't change time periods on this trip. He would later go on several trips with his father there, and they would actually spend months at a time. But when they would travel back, only minutes had passed in their time. He actually got kind of like a couple of extra summer vacations, sort of, because he would go and spend months in New Mexico, And then travel back in only like a couple minutes or an hour or two would have passed in his actual time. Of all the places to go, New Mexico. Well, think about what you know about New Mexico when it comes to aliens, time travel, and all that kind of stuff. New Mexico kind of makes
1: sense. All right. Sarge? Um, Are we talking he went to New Mexico in a different dimension, so to speak? because uh, from from point A to point B across the United States within the same dimension, it's only a couple hours. So in order to have time dilation and time compression, he would have to go to a totally different uh, dimension, essentially. We'll say he dimension was, B. No, he was going
2: different years. So he told one story where he was at like a diner or somewhere, and his dad was kind of joking with the waitress and asked her what year it was. And the year she said was uh I can't I, I can't remember if it was a year or two in the future or a year or two in the past from when he actually traveled, but it was not the same year. But then when he traveled back, it was the same year that he had traveled from, but only a few minutes had passed, not months. Now, I also sent you guys a picture. If you look this up, anybody listening that wants to look this up. There is a photograph. It is a very famous photograph because it is one of the only actual photographs of uh, Abraham Lincoln giving the Gettysburg Address. And there's this one particular shot where there is a young boy standing kind of near the front of the shot. Andrew Boshago claims that is him. He traveled back to Lincoln's Lincoln's Gettysburg Address Almost as a reward for doing such a good job being a chrononaut. Um, and yes, that is the term they like to go by. They are chrononauts. Okay. Like time astronauts. Chrononaut. Go ahead. I,
0: I you mispronounced that. I, I caught that. Um, no, I didn't. I did not mispronounce it. <laughs> he achieved this jump
2: through another method of time travel, uses a plasma confinement chamber. This allowed him to travel there and back without an actual teleportation device at Gettysburg. Now, in this photo, he is the one that's closest to the camera. Like I said, if anybody looks up Andrew Bachago Gettysburg, you will see this picture. Did either one of you guys look at it? hmm Okay. He claims that you can tell it's him because the way he is dressed. When he teleported through, he lost one of his shoes because this was a particularly long travel that he had to take to to get to Gettysburg. And when he got there, there's this whole elaborate story of running into somebody who helped him get some clothes on because he had lost some of his clothes in the in the journey. But if you look at the little boy in the picture, his clothes are baggy, his shoes are too big, and that's because all of his stuff got messed up on the jump, and he just had to wear what he could find. If you look to the left of him in the picture, you can see another entity. He claims this is not human. This is some form of an extraterrestrial. Now, this is what makes the story even more compelling, is the picture has been deemed classified. You can see the picture. You can look it up and, and look at it. I just look it when invest- Yeah. But when investigators asked to see the negatives, they were denied. Because now, given the, you know, advancements we have in technology, someone could take the negative of that photograph, enlarge it, zoom in, enhance it in all kinds of different ways to possibly prove that this is a, a true story.
0: Okay, so I'm looking at the uh, the Lincoln-Gettysburg address. So I see him on uh, the picture that you sent. I'm, I found another uh-huh. one of it. Uh, he's, he's on the battlefield. Sure. Okay. But I'm looking at the one of Lincoln, and I don't see a boy. I don't see a boy anywhere. I see men, but not a boy.
2: You're looking at the wrong picture. That's not the picture that Bishago wants you to look at. Oh,
0: well, I... Sorry. I don't. I, <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, if you this picture, I'm going to say, I'm looking at this picture, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. And it's not too clear. It's, it, you know, it's, it's a, it's an early time period photograph. Right? Sure. It's, it's one of the only pictures in that, existence of the Gettysburg Address. Yeah. I mean, that could be a, um, that could be a midget for all we know. But I'm also looking at this picture and the reason I want to bring it up. As I'm looking to you, said the left. As I'm looking at the photo, I have to believe. Direction... That,
0: I have to believe that they were midgets fighting, and there were little people fighting in the Gettysburg.
1: Yes. So I'm looking at this picture, and it shows him looking to the. Uh, he looks. He's looking over his right shoulder on the left mm-hmm. side of the of, of the photo. Right. Right. His right, our left. Uh huh. Uh huh. So where is this supposed alien figure supposed to be? As I'm looking at this photo, that's what he's looking at. But I don't see anything. It's right there. I mean, I got good eyesight. Like, I don't wear glasses. So I got some pretty good eyesight. I don't see anything.
2: Bashago claims that if you look over to where he's looking, there is an extraterrestrial figure that he is looking at. The fact that you don't see him is only because at that point, both Bashago and the extraterrestrial were starting to dematerialize again because they were going to jump. Because if you look carefully at Bashago, he's a little bit blurry too. Everything's blurry.
0: Everything's
2: blurry. Okay. And that's a really good description of everything I am talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little yeah, yeah. bit blurry. <laughs> uh, actually, I think I think when you edit this episode, you should make it all a little more distorted because <laughs> you can't blur sound. So you know now. If you thought that was cool,
2: he actually saw the crucifixion of Jesus. He did not travel there, but he saw a video from his father and other people who had traveled there. He claims it all happened pretty much exactly like the Passion of the Christ film depicted it. Pretty much exactly what happens in the gospel he saw in this time travel film. The Spear in His Side, The Two Thieves, The Sky Turning Dark, all of that. He said there's also a resurrection film, but he did not get to see that one.
0: So in one of the alternate universes that he went to, did he not interact with himself because he is also a Mill Gibson?
2: Now, I'm not saying he watched The Passion of the Christ and thought that would make a really interesting part to his story. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. But you're also what not I'm, saying that he's not Mel Gibson. What I'm saying is, according to Bishago, all the pop culture references that you see when it comes to the crucifixion of Jesus are
0: accurate. Okay. Okay. Now, sure. Now, I just zoomed all the way in on this picture, and it looks like the what I feel like you're saying is the extraterrestrial being that has made it back to Gettysburg along with him actually looks like dirt. Like more dirt of the field.
2: You, you close minded little jerk. Okay. See these, you're the kind of people How that dare you. Oh God. You, you guys, I'm telling you, you're so
1: skeptical. You can't just open your mind and believe. No, I, no, I no. don't get me wrong. I believe in a lot of crap. Okay. But what I can't believe in is there is the only evidence we have is that we have a photo, right? We oh. we, we have a, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on that that you have that you have given me so far is a photo, so a blurry far. Fo- a, a, a blurry photo, and then along with it I see another picture of Abraham Lincoln and his top hat's I believe in his hand or is being held somehow. And there's this little kid next to him, right? And if this true, this this is a more in-focus picture. And if this is Andrew Basaga, as as he claims that it is, we should be able to see a picture of him at that age in, in, in real time to either prove it or disprove it. But yet we don't we're, we're not given that opportunity as of yet. Do you have a photo of him at seven years old that we can prove or disprove this statement?
2: I do not. However, it is available. If you look for it, it is available. When I listened to the Art Bell interview, which was, I want to say from 2015, I honestly don't remember when the uh, interview was. Art Bell has passed away. But at the time of the interview, Art Bell had photographs on his website, and I tried to look them up and I couldn't find them, of the picture that I sent you guys of Bishago at Gettysburg allegedly, And a picture of him from uh, elementary school to kind of show, I can't remember exactly, it, it had something to do with the teeth. He said, if you look at the teeth, it's a, it's a match, and you can tell that that is absolutely him. But to your point, you said, that's all the proof I've given you so far. We have more proof, okay? We are, there's plenty more proof to be had. Okay, so just, just sit back and, and, and relax. Danger, okay. did you have something?
0: I am actually reading an article that is an interview with uh, Andy uh, Bishago, Dr. Chivago, and... He's not a doctor, but no, he is I, an attorney. Okay. But he... Uh, he Little known fact, I guess. He ran for president in 2016. Oh, stop right there. Stop right
2: there. Do not... Do not get ahead of me. We oh, will get, there. get ahead oh. of you. I'm going to oh. get ahead of you right
1: Is now. Is that
0: the sound of thunder? Oh. Because <laughs> oh. I'm going to take it.
1: <laughs> it oh. No, I, I can, can take no, it no, no. right now. Go right. ahead. Do your no. best. No, do your no, best. No. You sure? Yeah, yeah because I'm, I'm looking at his. I'm, I'm looking at his uh, 2016. Um, mm-hmm. gonna at 2016 campaign stuff. Yeah, protecting the Sasquatch species. We will
2: get there, sir. <laughs> you. Uh, you wait yeah. a
1: damn minute. And In- investigate the computer and software fields. Yeah,
2: he had a very strong pension for Word ninety eight. Okay, everyone after that has been inferior. But listen, we will get to his presidential run
0: and his inevitable
2: presidential win. Okay, it, we'll it, get there. his
0: his campaign pictures. Looks like he put them together using Word ninety eight.
1: <laughs>
2: It's not It's not the most tech-savvy thing I've ever seen, especially for a chrononaut who's traveled all over the world. Um, <laughs> ah. Let's get back to his story here. So he also traveled into the future to the year 2045. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. transported to this building made of emerald and tungsten steel. While he was there, he was given a canister of microfilm that he brought back to the 70s, which contained copious amounts of important information of the world leading up to 2045. Now, you might be asking, how does one, you know, of organic material travel through these portals, bring back something of that kind of material? He shoved it in his butthole.
0: Mm, mm, Hmm. There's a lot there.
2: No, no, I don't think there is. I think that's all we need to know. So Andy Bouchaga's butthole butthole is the key to
0: time travel. The butthole microfilm told us a lot about our future. So, another okay, but when he put it there, the film is safe because that's a dark space, and it's not gonna get any light in there.
2: It was in a metal. I, I say metal. I don't know what the container was actually made of. God willing, it was something somewhat pliable, but It was in a container. It wasn't just straight film. I'm glad this is an audio
0: medium and no one can see my hand gestures. Okay, and and so so what year did he travel to again? Was that 2045, you said? Yes, 2045. And so in 2020, we barely use film anymore. Most pictures are digital. I would say that 90% of pictures taken are digital. So you're telling me, In 25 more years, we revert back to using more film. I will say that if he said he traveled to 2045
2: where they gave him a USB drive, a flash stick, a disc, something of some kind of more usable technology than microfilm. It would have made a little bit more...
0: um, I feel like maybe uh, a USB flash drive uh, would be more butt-friendly than a film canister. Even like an SD card. It's not going to... You know, it's a small thing. Oh, an
2: SD card you wouldn't even notice. Right. Right. You could take several.
0: Yeah. You could pack them all up in there.
2: (laughs) A big part of Bashago's travels centered around discovering who were the future presidents so he could travel back to his time, let the heads of the Project Pegasus know, and they could go ahead and start shaping these kids into becoming presidential material. Some of the things that Peshago knew about before they came to fruition was the Bushes, the Clintons, and even Obama. He knew all these guys were going to be elected. He also knew about the Internet, the AIDS epidemic, and he also, he, he heard 9-11 being discussed right in front of him. One of the guys that worked on Project Pegasus was a guy by the name of Richard Cheney, who was 29 at the time. That is the same vice president,
1: Dick Cheney. Are we talking about the same vice president who was supposedly so smart he shot someone in the face with a shotgun?
2: Could have happened to anybody. Allegedly. It happened, it happened to Dick Cheney. Allegedly.
1: No, that allegedly. wasn't allegedly. That was a fact.
2: I'd, I'd like to say
0: allegedly but yeah, no he yeah.
2: pretty much just shot a dude in the face <laughs> i
0: saw a, a, a quick sidestep i saw an interview with uh with bush and he was talking about how when uh changing came back to the office they made fun of him for weeks afterwards because he would like walk into the room and they would uh, they would all go duck and duck down <laughs> and <laughs> it was just a constant like prodding poking that <sighs> wound of you shot a guy
1: in the face <laughs>
2: Remember when you talked about politics and you didn't want to just murder everything around you?
1: (laughs) Well, Dick Cheney's tried. Hey, Um, good one. (laughs) Remember when we could have accidental discharges and no one tried to take away your weapons?
0: Accidental discharges, not a weapon thing in my world. You need to go see a doctor.
2: (laughs) All right. Now, I hear some skepticism in your voices, and I understand, but here's the deal. No, no no here's the deal some of the dates and some of the stuff is a little bit hard to pin down because bishago was instructed not to write any of this stuff down at the time this was a classified project project pegasus was not meant for everyone to know so that's why there's no record of this now write anything
1: down but shove this canister in your ass
2: well, he took that to the heads of the c i a and DARPA because they were the ones in charge of the project, okay He also took it to the s but you know <sighs> he did write down some things, and when his father discovered that he was writing these things down, he actually ripped it up and flushed it down the toilet. You guys were were alluding to his presidential race now, before we get there, let me tell you some other presidential stuff that he has he had talked about in twenty sixteen. Bashago claimed he had roomed and traveled with another boy around his age. This boy was named Barry Sotero. Barry Sotero. Does that name ring a bell to anybody? No, oh. not on top of my head. Shut it? Yes. Sotero traveled to Mars with Bashago. There he communicated with life on Mars and actually brought back photographic evidence. Later on in life, Barry Sotero later changed his name to Barack Obama and became the 44th president of the United States of America. Now, that is a fact, not the Mars thing, but the Barry Sotero thing. He did go by that name for a while. And when Bashago came out and made these claims, Obama actually did confirm that he knew Bashago. He had heard of Project Pegasus but he claims he's never been to Mars.
0: Okay. That doesn't really prove anything to me. Oh, I think it proves a lot. It
2: proves that... uh... So, Bashago said that the technology now is safe enough that the average person could potentially teleport. And so, just
0: anybody listening, that was not a cut of information. No, no. That was just monster, you know. Wait, wait, you guys, you guys didn't hear that? Uh, you see, I, I see what you did. I, I, I never stopped talking.
2: I explained exactly how it made sense. Mm. Oh, man. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to retread that. So we'll just keep moving forward. Mm, right. Um, right. okay. Obviously, this technology does exist and it has been perfected, but it would be, just absolute chaos if everybody had access to some kind of teleportation device you know i mean that would be crazy you guys earlier mentioned bishago's run for presidency in
1: 2016 yes yes
2: okay okay 2016 yeah okay bishago now is around 60 years old he is partially blind and in kidney failure He claimed that is because of his exposure to radiation and other particles during his travels during Project Pegasus. He has ran for president, but he was not able to get past the primaries or to get on the ballot in all 50 states. I don't remember the exact number, but in the 2016 election, and you can probably look this up, I want to say he got like 48 votes or something.
0: (laughs) So, you know who didn't run for president in 2016 or ever? Who? The guy that went through and lost his legs. No, Dude, that guy didn't, didn't run, run for anything. Yeah.
2: God, no, I wanted it. You set it up and I wanted it. But, do not worry about Bishago. And here's why. I wasn't, but the, cool. The CIA has disclosed to him that between now, in 2022, and 2028... He will either become president or at least vice president. Since making those claims, he has peddled back a little bit and said, before it's all said and done, he'll probably be a senator. That's, that's probably where it'll be. Now, Sarge, you had brought up some of his, uh, some of his campaign platforms. Some of the things that he, he discusses that he would, uh, work on as president is solving the homeless problem in America, which, you know, that's valiant. Um, Global warming is a big thing to him. Part of that would be stopping the use of chemtrails for mind control over the American population. Uh, And then also protecting the Sasquatch population. They are in danger and they need our help.
0: All of those are things. I wouldn't call them platforms as much as I would... um, soapboxes at best
2: it's like it's like if you're drawing a straight line of political concerns you've got homelessness okay that's about right global warming okay that's a pretty you know typical point of interest chemtrails okay we're dipping a little we're dipping a little sasquatch population control oh shit that line disappeared (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean like as soon as we get into talking about chemtrails, it's like, I mean, the stock market crash in the 30s, like it just it it just takes a dive. Um, and that's the
2: thing. That's the thing. Do I agree with Bishago's stance on certain political issues? No, I do not. Do I agree with him on his Sasquatch population control points? Absolutely. They need our help.
1: So my question is, why did he do so poorly in the 2016 election when his Facebook page, Andy for America, Andy D. Basiago for president, has 5,298 members?
2: Actually, now that you bring that up, I'm pretty sure in the 2016 election, he got 5,298 votes. I think that was the actual number.
0: Okay, cool. Cool. Um... All right. He does have a biography on uh justfacts.com uh votesmart.org or not justfacts.votesmart.org.
2: Was anybody able to pull up how many votes he got in
0: 2016? No, but uh, that, that that's what I'm going to google next now, GVS. Okay. Uh,
2: Just and 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 if anybody's wondering what Bashago is up to these days, uh he is currently working on several books. Uh one is about his time travel experiences one is about his time spent with extraterrestrials and the other one is about all of his paranormal experiences that actually have nothing to do with his time or space travels
0: that, um, those are those are not books of somebody with presidential aspirations
2: I maybe well I don't know I Barry Sotero he was in Project Pegasus, and he was the president. He was the forty-fifth president of the United States.
0: Sorry, I'm trying to find how many votes you got. It's not quite as um, readily so, available. I'm looking at the.
1: I'm looking at some people that support this guy. Okay, <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> at Louis Michael Reinhardt, still working but not at a job. The extra mundane is my focus. Retired. Jan Friedman. Chairman, CEO, founder at Aqua Terra Planetary Holdings. LLC. Hold on. These
2: these Hold are the kind on. of people we need leading this country.
1: Jerome Hama Jerome, Chief Executive Officer at Self-Employed and works at a Success Merchant, at a Thinking, Grow Rich, and Successful Engineer. He's also he's also labeled as being Superman. Uh, we have people on here.
2: That might be his vice presidential candidate.
1: We don't know. Uh, we also have uh, R- Ramesh Kumar Nadapurupa, who works in Sanji Chakuhanga. Uh See, we have a guy here. Um, These are all things that you're saying, and that's all I'm going to give you on that. <laughs> we have L, literally first name L, the letter Grasnanya meditation ambassador for Toronto at 1 million moderate, uh, meditators. Okay. Okay. The point is, oh, oh, hold on. we have Heidi K. De Lafter, Jesus's servant at international harvester. Is she also a CEO huh. of self-employed? I, have no idea.
2: I don't like those combination of sentences. You just said that doesn't sound, <laughs> that doesn't sound great. Here's the thing, guys. I love
0: this kind of stuff.
2: And Okay, the first hold time on I,
0: hold on. The only um, thing I can find on how many votes Andrew Bishago got was in San Diego County. One. <laughs> he got one <laughs> vote in San Diego County.
1: Oh oh I found someone I might want a friend. Francesco Funanari. An aura at Maskura at the magical Congress of the United States of America. That might be his vice presidential candidate right there. Oh, I found someone something works else. So, oh, someone works at the United States Space Force is also friended him.
0: Ah, they?
1: The plot thickens.
0: So, when it came to actual presidential election, so the, the one vote was enough for him to actually get through somehow. Um in the actual presidential election. He got zero. He got no votes. How
1: about Kelly Garrett, hunter of the supernatural, saving people, hunting things? It's a family business. Alright, let's move on. <laughs> right,
0: Monster's here's, Head here's is th- about to explode. Yeah. Yes. And All
1: he right. has a family.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the thing. I love this kind of stuff. And the first time I heard about Project Pegasus, it stuck out in my brain because of how compelling Bashago's story is. Everything I told you was a real quick cliff notes version of the story. If you go back and just do a quick Google search of Andrew Bashago, you will find tons and tons of articles and audio uh, that you can listen to. He's done tons of interviews. There's tons of podcasts about him. And the thing is, if this is all 100% made-up BS, then my God, does he got some serious details and some serious conviction behind his story. I tend to believe, just like the MK Ultra stuff, just like all these other conspiracy theories, quote-unquote, that later become, oh, wait a minute, there's actually a little bit of truth behind that. I think this is the same thing. I don't know that Project Pegasus is a real thing, but do I think that the government has worked on time travel and teleportation? Yeah, probably. Do I believe that there's extraterrestrials? Yeah, probably. The FBI even in the past couple of years has started declassifying some stuff and admitting, yeah, We've got some some evidence here to suggest that there's been these things in the sky that we cannot explain. They're not ours. They're not any other governments. So I think Bashago actually might have a little bit of truth, but that's the problem. It's like the QAnon stuff. It's like a lot of these other things. Is there some truth in there? Yeah, probably, but it's so as a whole, so outlandish and over the top that it destroys the credibility that might be in there. So with all that being said, I would highly recommend listening to Bashago in his own words tell some of these stories because, again, I'm not saying I believe everything he says. I'm not saying I believe half of everything he says. But when you listen to him, it's hard
0: not to get sucked in and Kind of go along for the ride. Going off of what you were just talking about, do I think that maybe these things were experimented with and whatnot? Yeah, sure. Okay, I extraterrestrials one hundred percent believe in them. There's no way mathematically we are alone in this giant, enormous uh, universe. But you know, just like you know, with uh, um, you know, QAnon stuff, like you were mentioning, when you take something that is. Factual and and has truth behind it, and then you attach other things to it that aren't based in any truth, and you blow these certain ideas up. The truth gets lost in it. You know, one of the great tragedies of QAnon was uh, child trafficking. You know, it's a real issue, but not to the extreme that they were saying that it was. And I think that he or his father had something to do with Project Pegasus, and maybe he just ran with it and created details around it, like, I don't know, how many great authors are there in this world? And, and Bishago just happened to go, hey, instead of writing a book on this, I'm going to actually just tell this story for my entire life. And then when I decide I'm going to try to run for president, I'm going to write some books on some stuff that's not going to get me anywhere closer to, uh, to a seat in any house.
2: And, and again, I, I would highly recommend that interview with Art Bell. Out of, out of all the media out there with Andrew Bishago, the interview he does with Art Bell is probably the best because that's what Art Bell deals with day in and day out was paranormal stuff, extraterrestrial, time travel stuff. And he's very like, yeah, I've, I've heard these things before. But Bishago presents some new facts. And there's actually a really interesting part where he claims to have interacted with Art Bell in a different timeline, in sort of like an alternate dimension that really resonated with Bell in a weird way. It's, it's kind of a cool story. But but that's one of the things that Bell brings up, is like, why are you doing this? You You're trying to write these books. You're talking about... Uh At one point, Bishago mentioned trying to make this into a documentary or an actual uh like a Hollywood film. And Art Bell is basically saying, OK, so you're doing all this publicity to to do those things. He's like, you think this earns me any kind of credibility? <laughs> like, you know, a, a lot of these extraterrestrial, you know, people that claim to have been abducted and that kind of stuff, their whole lives are ruined the minute they come out and, and say these things. But Shago is obviously making a living off of telling these stories. Yeah. But I mean, I would imagine most people think he's a crackpot, you know? So, you know, he, he claims that the only reason he's out here doing this is because he wants the truth out there. He wants people to know these are things that happened. This is the technology the government has that they are suppressing. And we need to, we need to investigate and we need to declassify these things. So I would say. Just like most good conspiracy theories, we'll see. And I, before it's all said and done, we will probably know whether or not he's telling the truth. And I, like I said before, I assume it's going to be kind of like what we just said. There's going to be a kernel or two of truth, and there's going to be a whole lot of embellishment. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he actually went 100,000 years back and saw dinosaurs. I don't know that he ever actually went to Mars. Did he sit in a laboratory where they were discussing time travel? Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be oh, longer than a hundred thousand years to see dinosaurs, but you
1: know, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. All right, so my my main problem with this guy's story is when you, in this day and age, if you are going to make claims such as such as the claims that he has made, you know, gone back in time to see Lincoln, dinosaurs, future, shove stuff up his rectum. You know, whatever happens. I
2: believe that part probably happened.
0: Anyway. Well, we
1: are talking about extraterrestrials. (laughs) So when you are running for a public office, especially in the year 2016, it's not like Facebook was new in 2016. Not like anything was new in 2016, right? He did not do a good job policing up his social footprint. I'm not going to say digital footprint. I'm going to say social footprint. Because he has allowed people into his circle that cast him in a bad light. For example, one of the people that like his page that where he talked about all his stuff on Facebook, and they let this cat join. It's an actual organization, a group called the Revolution of Reason. And this guy on his main page, as soon as you go to his main page, it says, "Reason destroys religious fairy tales. Join the Re- Reason Revolution." Reasons also destroy governments and media lies. I am a self-hating Jew who exposes Jewish liars. I hate lies. Now, if I was running for president or I was in charge of somebody's presidential campaign on their media sites, I would remove that guy very, 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 very quickly. What? Yeah. Why? Because he's a Jew? No. no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, but if you think about the and I don't want to get into this, good Lord, but if you think about the extreme left and the extreme right that support the candidates of the left and right parties, you've got those kind of knuckleheads in there, oh yeah, yeah it, even for pushed, the mainstream parties,
1: yeah, but they're pushed to the, they're pushed out of the limelight
2: well, I don't want to say these guys are in the limelight it's just there's very little light being shined because he had one vote, so it was his
1: own.
0: It
2: probably was.
0: His <laughs> own wife didn't vote for him. Here's the thing, though. Would you, all, like, if you were it, married to him, yeah. No, we're crushing dreams at the start.
2: It all comes down to money. Bashago didn't have the million dollars or whatever it takes to get on the ballot in all 50 states.
0: He also the, didn't have 20 bucks to buy a second vote.
2: No, no, he didn't have that either. But. It doesn't matter. The CIA has already told him that by 2028, he's going to get elected to something.
1: Okay. So if he survives his near blindness and yeah, his kidney cutter.
2: Yeah, he is fading in health. And if I can be honest, I do hope he does publish these books before all that happens. I would like to have these books. I, I really would. I really, really. Okay.
0: Would. All right. So there's a guy like a couple of blocks down From us, and we uh, we see him outside all the time. Ran to him at the gas station, and he he also told me that the CIA had told him that he was going to be elected, but he's also homeless and probably suffering some mental illness. Bushago is an attorney of law.
2: He is very smart. He has a family. He's not homeless.
0: He has a point. He has a point. Had I
2: worried. knew he was running. See, I didn't know he was running. See, that's you don't have the advertising funds. That's the problem.
0: Okay. I, all right. All right. Pacheco, twenty forty two or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, let's twenty twenty four. Now did okay twenty twenty eight. You okay twenty twenty eight? Now you said he's he's going blind, right? Yes. So we'll see if he gets there.
2: I revoke your privilege to tell a dad joke at so, the end of this episode. Because so so, so this, is, this, is this the
1: end where you get to tell our dad jokes?
2: Let me just one more time reiterate. This has been P for Project Pegasus. Andrew Bachago, I think, is a very captivating storyteller. I would highly recommend listening to an interview with him. I'm not saying I believe everything he says. But I do think there might be some truth to it. If you like conspiracy theories, if you like weird alien stuff, check them out.
0: This has also been for
2: political failures.
0: Well, yeah.
2: But, you know, the bartender says, sorry, we don't serve time travelers here. A time traveler walks into a bar. Oh,
1: well, I was going to tell you guys all of my jokes, but you didn't like them.
2: What does a time traveler do when he's hungry?
0: Goes back four seconds.
2: You son of a... Don't steal that! Let me say it. I bought a second-hand time machine next Tuesday.
0: They don't make them like they're going to anymore.
2: What's the best thing about building a time machine for a school project? What's that? You can take as long as you want and still get it in by the due date.
0: Speaking of uh, schools, you guys had superlatives at your school, you know, class clown, most liked, blah, blah. I got uh, I got most likely to travel back in time in my class in 1953. Mm-hmm. Sorry, do mm-hmm. you want to
1: participate? <laughs> I said my jokes and y'all didn't like them, so I'm just staying quiet. All right, so. Ooh, I stand by my original joke.
0: You know, mm-hmm. I, I have kicked my addiction to time travel, that's all in the past.
2: Uh, well, if anybody listening is a time traveler, feel free to go back in time and delete
0: all of this from your memory. You'll be smarter for it. No, nah, if you listen to it, you carry that knowledge with you. Yeah. But do you really yeah. need to? I it's cyclical. I like if we could go back in time. Like this might be what would take B is for Back to the Future in season one.
1: Ah, there it is. I mean, maybe next time, if we, if we go back in time, we get Pitbull and come down here.
0: Why would we ever want Pitbull anywhere? Because he sang this song back in time. Uh, but he needs to stay in Miami where he is and just... just Hey, hey, hey. He's Mr. Worldwide. I know, yeah. right? That's Don't true. hold him to one zip code. Okay. Speaking, of, well, speaking this... of musicians, do you guys know what Jay-Z called his wife before they got married? What? fiance. Please, God, let me finish this episode.
2: (laughs) Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Is4 Podcast. I have been your host, Monster. With me was Danger and Sarge. And we hope you have a lovely night. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye.
1: It's
0: over. Done. Done.